folks, this is Kristen Williams with The Trans Advocate. Today I have a short podcast for you. Um, It was actually supposed to be a a quite longer episode, but um, there was a problem with recording the speeches that I wanted to be able to um, share with you here. So this podcast is about the Houston Transgender Day of Remembrance, specifically coming on the tail end of the defeat of HERO, that is Houston's Equal Rights Ordinance that was defeated largely due to false and derogatory anti-trans ads. This is one example of one of those ads. This ordinance will allow men to freely go into women's bathrooms locker rooms, and showers. That is filthy, that is disgusting, and that is unsafe. Now, the hate you just heard was the basis of the anti-hero campaign. And that hate has fueled a number of anti-trans attacks in the Houston area. I personally got a call from a trans woman who was physically assaulted for trying to use the restroom while these ads were playing. I knew of two other incidences where non-trans, that is cisgender lesbians, were also attacked uh, as being, quote, men in the women's restroom. And so I, I thought it was important to bring you two speeches from Houston's Transgender Day of Remembrance that was held at the University of Houston. The problem was that I was using my iPhone to record what you were about to listen to. I tried to record Judge Phyllis Fry. She's a trans pioneer here in Houston and certainly nationally as well. The the problem was that the space we were using was quite large and so there was a very distinct echo. So much so that unfortunately her uh, speech is is quite difficult to hear. Although I have the audio and I will probably kind of link it in the description of this episode so that if you want to spend the time uh, closely listening to it, um, it's an important speech. However, it's quite difficult to hear. The other, um, I was honored to be chosen to speak at the Day of Remembrance. And of course, whenever I got up to speak, I had my iPhone recording from the podium. So what I had to say was quite clear uh, without the echo and the distortion. So unfortunately, all I have for you today is uh, the speech I gave. Um, However, it, it sums up what the overall theme of our Trans Day of Remembrance was about um, and touches on a number of issues Judge Phyllis Fry touched on. Phyllis uh, made it clear that um, trans people in Houston should not go anywhere by themselves at night. Moreover, everyone was handed a copy of Houston's bathroom ordinance. That's right. Houston has had a bathroom ordinance now since the early 60s. And the Houston bathroom ordinance makes it a crime for someone of the opposite sex to go into the restroom 
uh, either without the permission of the landlord, um, the manager, or someone kind of in charge of that space, or for the purposes of committing a disturbance. And certainly any of the uh, scenarios the anti-equality people suggested fit that latter part. So everything in these anti-trans advertisements was absolutely illegal, but that didn't stop the right wing. That didn't stop the forces of anti-equality from lying, oftentimes in the name of God, to people, as long as it invoked a sense of fear and dread uh, among uh, individuals who were listening to these um, to these advertisements. So without further ado, here is my speech given at the Houston Transgender Day of Remembrance held on Saturday, November 21st, 2015 at the University of Houston. I've worn a lot of hats over the years, and uh, tonight I'm not wearing a hat. I'm a community member like you are a community member. Um, And I came to this event, and let me tell you, this event is difficult for me because it touches real trauma. There are names in these lists that I have known. There are names in these lists of people who came asking for help because they were homeless, because certain types of homeless providers don't work with trans people. And so I've seen over the decades how insidious hate is, and it hurts to the core. It always hurts. And I thought about what I could talk about today in the face of, on the backside of all of the hate that we just faced as a community. The very hate that fuels these actions. This is the end result of that hate. The hate we all faced and endured. As an activist, I've struggled. I've struggled to learn how to work with that pain. Getting pissed is sometimes constructive. Sometimes I I have had to allow myself time to just grieve. And for many, many years, the trans community had only one international event. And what was it? It was a memorial service. While we had all these other groups that were having parties and things, our one thing that brought us together was our shared pain. And that's why I come to this event, because it's the one space the one time of the year that I can be open 
about the hate that I face, my brothers and sisters face, and the hate, the very hate that we all face is the same hate that murdered all of these people year after year after year. And so when I see ads on television suggesting that someone like myself might go and rape little children, and then get a phone call from a trans woman who was just assaulted in the Houston area for daring to try to use the restroom, that tells me something. It tells me that out of all the years that we've done this here in Houston, this is a special year. It's a year that we need to have a space to acknowledge the hurt that we all feel, the pain that we all share, and the trauma, very real trauma, we've all endured. Each time one of those ads comes on, it's a trauma. And I don't know about you, but I'm guessing I'm not so different. Every time one of those ads come on, I relive the people that I've lost. I relive having bottles thrown at me. I relive being ejected from businesses. I relive needing social services and being denied because I was trans. Hate isn't just the singular thing that's out there in the universe that affects some people sometimes. It's a continuum. And the ads, the hate that we all saw is absolutely on that continuum and leads to one place. And Phyllis is right. Sadly, I fully expect to hear more about my brothers and sisters in this community whose lives are made infinitely more difficult by the hate that was spread on our media, that was allowed to be spread in our media. And so I, I just want to thank you for being here and giving presence within the context of everything that's happened to give presence to the reality that we all live with. We all know it. I don't know about you, but whenever I was tr first transitioning, I would spend about two hours getting ready to go out the door, not because I thought I was a diva, because I didn't want to be murdered. That was to go get a loaf of bread. I lived with that fear, that gnawing fear, day in, day out, week after week, year after year. Um, it was mentioned that one of the hats that I wear is a historian. And over the past few years, I've looked into this, um, into the tactics of um, groups who stand against equality. 
And it's almost as if they have a one-trick pony. And that one-trick pony shows up in two different guises, and that is, the oppressed person will rape us. Or, that oppressed person over there shouldn't be in our bathrooms. We in the South have a long, painful history of voting on minority rights. And here in the South, when we were looking at desegregation, we were told that if people of color use the bathroom that white people do, bad things will happen. We were told that if we integrate locker rooms, that will be violating our southern traditions. Some of you might remember the ERA. It was defeated because people were told that if women have equality, men can hang out in the restroom and it would be legal for them to rape. Then HIV happened. And I remember hearing people say that unless we sequester those people over there, keep them away from us, keep them out of our bathrooms, bad things will happen. Don't ask, don't tell. If you read the Pentagon report, it says in there that the one thing, the big concern people had was if we allow gay people to serve openly, well, then they'll start raping people. This argument isn't new. It's not even new in Houston. When queer people wanted the right to not be fired in Houston, if there were a city employee back in the 80s, um, we voted to uh, not let them have that right. And the Klan was marching around in Houston carrying signs that says, Save Our Children. And the message was, if queer people have equality, even just a little bit, your children will be harmed because gay predators. That's how we were constructed. That was the message. It's the same damn message. Those who use that message, that narrative, need to be held accountable. That argument came from somewhere, and it came from a very painful and bloody Southern tradition. And if they're going to use that argument, they need to own the history that animates that argument. And we must hold them accountable to that. Again, I want to thank you so much for being here and for giving presence to everything that's happened over the past few months and especially to where that hate inevitably leads. So thank you.